Hi buddies, welcome in the Artist Talk. This podcast is an open talk with creative people. I'm Cédric Chevalet, a Swiss guy living in LA. As now I'm very successful in my career, I want to share tips with you guys. As artists, as beginners, students, and anyone who feel to do art and maybe not be enough confident to do it. I dedicate this podcast, an open talk to creative mind. Bonjour, bonjour. Hello, my friends. In today's episode, I wanted to share with you something that really caused you to stumble. It's not just artists or creators that could have this problem. It really can be anyone, anyone who wants to create something new, something out of the normal trade. The problem I'm speaking of is having an idea that you want to execute and then getting stuck on the feeling that you need to have something before you can go and do it, execute it. What an horrible feeling this is. You are filled with inspiration to do this thing. How great it would be and how fun it would be to get it done. How it can make a huge impact on your career. And yet, when it comes time to do it, you run into this struggle. This is where procrastination happens. You go out for a coffee, turn on Netflix, etc. This is not a solution for sure. You have to keep the idea alive. Time, inspiration is a precious gift. Gifts. And you must use it wisely. Otherwise you will lose the opportunity and the inspiration and the spot and uh, uh, everything will be different. The question to ask yourself is what can I do? What can I apply right now? You don't want to lose inspiration. You don't want to lose this inspiration, I mean. You don't want to lose this time. Doing this now is a gift for your future. When you are thinking that you are missing a tool or you need to have something to make it possible to do, most of the time this is a feeling rather than a fact. Let's take the example of creating art. You must... (coughs) Sorry. You would ask yourself, what can I do with what I have around as opposed to focusing on what you think you need to have? Maybe you have leftover, though use the leftover or some other form of waste. Me, it could be what, I, what is left in my workshop and I just use it. Or I'm looking around in my workshop and I say, okay, uh, the perfect things would be this new or larger tool or things like that. Okay, um, I have this one. so. Okay, I use this and I will do it with that, you know? 
Maybe this will not be the masterpiece you were dreaming of, but it's something you will achieve completed. It may turn out to be a failure. That's all right. It's no problem because my, by creating anything, you are making your future self and future art better by continuing to create. And by continuing to create, you will improve the quality of your work. Another tip I'm using is to create the idea in its basic form. This can be a sketch or a recording of the raw idea. This way you preserve it or you write it down, your concept. And in the future you can revisit it, this idea and complete it or execute it when it will be the time. So it's question like saving for the future. I think this is very important so as to not stay stuck of not having. To do these things at least up to a certain point so you are able to pick them back up later. I have many methods of operating as an artist and this is one of the most important ones. Do not stay stuck. Do these things you want to do. It reminds me something I learned only a year ago. I made a workshop with this awesome artist from Netherlands, Ruth Peter. He taught me to train on failure, meaning to fail on purpose. What an idea. I absolutely loved it, but it shocked me. First, it shocked me, and also I hate it. <laughs> oh, I used to hate this idea, but I really love it. I love it because it gives the freedom to create. You let go of the idea that it needs to be great. And it opens you up to trying new things and trying things you feel you need items for. Going back to the idea of starting something with what you have and saving it, it will teach you what you really need in terms of supplies to finish it or make it more complete in the future. Very important trick. Or it should, or I should say tip, not trick. It's better to say tip, I think, in English. A trick is more something like in magic. This is more tip. Um, the point is, um, you do it like, okay, I, I do this, I, I execute this idea as a, as a drill or maybe as a failure. And so it makes me also being sure what I need to make it great then in the future. And uh, to observe this first realization <laughs> By the way, I hope you enjoy my accent. Uh, I'm trying my best to make it uh, to uh, to make it understandable. Uh, if you didn't notice, um, uh, my yeah, for sure you notice. But I have a French accent, and maybe it's not really like French you are used to because I come from Switzerland, and in Switzerland we speak. 
I don't speak four languages, but this, in Switzerland we speak four languages. And me, I'm in the French part. And uh, the, our French in Switzerland is exactly the same than French, but we speak more slowly. And uh, French are making jokes about uh, our accent. I love accent, actually. Um, but I'm not very, very into uh, the French accent in English. So, <laughs> hope you enjoy, enjoy it and uh, you don't dislike my uh, accent and uh, you can understand me very easy. Um, anyway, back to what I was speaking about, the tip. Do something reg regardless of what you don't have and save it for the future to come back to. An important moment at the beginning of my career occurred when I was a student studying classic jewelry making in Switzerland. The school was Watch Valley in Switzerland. They were a high-end watch manufacturer like Patek Philippe, Audemars Piguet, Gégère Lecoultre, Breguet, um, Blancpain, uh, uh, I don't know if I said already Audemars Piguet, um, yeah, bref, um, uh, briefly. Um, in this very small valley, there were the highest high-end watch brand. There are still there. This valley is like a paradise in Switzerland, and the official name is Vallée de Joux, La Vallée de Joux. It's 40 minutes from Lausanne, one hour from Geneva. It's on the map, if you know the Geneva Lake, it's a bit like above uh, on the left, but uh, the border of French. Uh, it's a very nice story there. The Swiss watch brand were, was, are based and founded there. The area is prominently farmland, it's very countryside, and it, it is a very cold area. Their winters are so long, like six months, very cold. And um, so um, in the time there were also refugees uh, who, who, who found shelters there who were suppressed by the Catholic Church in France. They started making watches in the basement, so the, it was farmers, and during the winter, very long winters, they spent times to in the basement to make watches. It's how it began, be began, everything began uh, of the watch um, of the wa Swiss watch began from farmers doing 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 the, uh, the watches in the in the basement during the winters. Um, that, that's, I think it's really awesome. So I love this story and it's true. And now we can, I, I, wherever I go in whichever country, I see the Swiss watches and it's all comes from this uh, small area. Uh, when I tell you small area, it's really small. <laughs> 6,000 people are living in this valley. Can you believe it?
when I come in LA and it's like something like this area, it's about 20 million. It's four times Switzerland. So when I say small, it's really small, it's teeny. So I was, I was in the school in this, uh, in this valley and passionate about being there. I knew that the work of jewelry was, I was doing um, was building towards my career. I love to craft and jewelry in particular stuck out to me because I was, I was, I, I, I'm making something like for the owner, um, the owner of this artistic creation can carry it around and um, it's something he, he owns. It can be a symbol of something important to him. It's a piece of art you can carry, uh, carry around with you. It can be a gift from someone you love. So um, jewelry was something um, really I felt, wow, that, that can be my career. I can make art and uh, people can really own my art. So, and uh, I love also to make wedding rings, like a symbol for this great uh, uh, promise. Uh, yeah, that's a symbol I love to do. Um, it's also, it's, it's so personal. There is nothing I have seen more personal than jewelry made by another human. So I felt this would be my career for sure. During my holidays, well, you may say vacation. During my vacation, while studying in school, I did an internship with an established juror. He had a stunning workshop. Everything was new. I could not dream up a better workshop, actually. That is how ideal it was. He lived, he, he was, he was living downstairs with his family. It was a three stories uh, house. And upstairs, right below the roofs, he set up the workshop. He had a lot of machines and tools in it. I still don't know how, how, how much invest in this, uh, in this, to buy all this stuff, but yeah, again, he was a skilled craftsman and uh, he was doing great working also for for jewelry shop, making repairs and um, so he was he was uh, he was pretty good I think for making money. Uh, the way that he operated was that you need uh, his theory was you need a beautiful workshop otherwise you will never be able to do beautiful things. That was his idea. His ideal, uh, ideal scene. You need great tools. Uh, you need perfect quality tools and yeah, for sure expensive. And you have to have a beautiful space to work in. Without it, you will not do great work. I repeat, that was his idea, what he was teaching me when I was uh, going, um, uh, it's like uh, internship during my during vacation. So for him, beautiful space equal, equals beautiful creation. But I don't agree. I think 
it is very 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 wrong data so i was i was i was feeling confused about that i disagree but for sure uh <laughs> i would i would also be very happy to have a workshop like he had at this time but i didn't take that for stable data no i have to confess that something was uh, wrong in my mind about it uh, I bring him up as an example to give you now um, as also I'm going to explain you what I had for an, ex an experience like very opposite. Um, him, uh, so this juror, established juror, uh, was stuck with this idea. Uh, so means the physical universe, the material things command his creation so he was more um, he, he, this guy was in need of having for doing and I could see also many 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 examples during my career who open or set up a workshop who open a shop and um, after what um, they didn't do anything uh, they were they were in need of having something for doing so I think the most important things is first do it doing something uh, not I always I, uh, that very important tip I give you and that is kind of being another ammo I have is make it making it uh, it's it's okay if i'm not ready to do it now but okay i do it now and uh, do not wait to be ready do not um, um stop doing this because it will not the perfect time so that's very important to do it right now and then we will make it better then we will um, improve it but it's already something great if we did it so that's very very important for me to me and we are not a tool we are not a robot the ideas of creation where from where come the ideas of creation well they come from ourselves don't don't you think this is more than being a rock or something that came that that being uh, coming from a mud we are spirit so it means we command the um, physical universe on my point of view so don't allow yourself to be commanded by the physical universe I'm not saying also we don't need tools. I'm not even saying we don't need nice tools. Tools are fantastic. I love my tools, my machines. They are like my toys. We, uh, for sure, for you, I'm sure also you love your toys. <laughs> they allow us to make more things than without they open the doors to greater possibilities but that doesn't that 
but that doesn't mean I couldn't create anything beautiful without my machines. So, on the other side of this guy, uh, the established juror, I wanted to give you this other example that this guy I visited in Africa. Uh, I went there in Senegal, uh, really in a, in the local. I had a local experience because my girlfriend, um, she was from Senegal. Uh, I met her in Switzerland. She was living from a long time in Switzerland, but we visit her family in, in Dakar, and um, so there we we really went into um, uh, the um, the community, the local community. And uh, I, I, I was, I was, I had the great um, chance um, uh, to visit and to um, uh, to be really um, uh, deep, deep, um, to be really into the the roots of um, of the um, uh, the local people, and I went to visit um, a juror for a short story into a story. Just to let you know, there is caste. Um, I don't know if in English we can say caste, but it's level of society. And the juror there is taken like a low caste. So it means, um, it means the juror is um, is a maker, and maker there is not so high. It's not a noble for sure. It's not. Um, high um, uh, level of society and um, so they had jokers about juror when I was going there for me was okay no problem about um, joking about um, me um, doing craft and art and I visit um, I visit a local juror and he was having a very 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 teeny um, uh, place uh, in in uh, it's like uh, it was like um, a wardrobe, uh, very small uh, closet. I would I, I would say a closet with the uh, open door to the to the street. Don't imagine a street like uh, a street here, but something made in uh, soil. In the middle middle of um, a neighborhood in uh, Dakar, and this guy didn't have any tools didn't have even it was not a workshop for any any other uh, European or American uh, craft craftsman and um, so he had a file like um, like nothing like a very like used used and reused one he had a hammer like um, <laughs> uh, we couldn't we couldn't use it an, as a hammer I think um, so he, he almost didn't have any tools any machine he didn't have any machine but he didn't have almost any tools um, it was kind of having only one file one hammer one burner couldn't couldn't call it a burner anymore and so he was melting the uh, the silver to prepare uh, his work. He was he was melting that outside his um, his uh, closet. Uh, we I will I will I will say workshop. 
And then he was hammering that. And then he was from these nuggets, um, from scratch, he was making awesome bracelets. And uh, that was really amazing. I, 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 sh I watched this show, it was a really a show for me. And um, that experience for me was something I, I always kept in my mind because that really the opposite of the theory of uh, having nice tools or um, having a perfect workshop of having uh, quality tools and these things. So this guy didn't have anything but was doing great things and he was super happy. On the other side, this Swiss um, established juror was really how to say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take his life, but this African one felt really light and very happy. Uh, I would, I don't say I would exchange my uh, my life because I wouldn't exchange my life with anyone. But really, to choose between these two, for sure, no doubt, no question, I would take the uh, the African one, even if he didn't earn any money almost from uh, from his work, just maybe enough to have some food. But yeah, that, that's really something I will never forget. And that was the beginning of my career. And um, I think this was the, the most valuable experience I kept from this African uh, uh, juror. He didn't tell me anything for him was just normal to do jewelry from uh, without tools. But this this experience, this observation, this uh, uh, ex yeah, was a gold nugget. <laughs> yeah, I kept that always, always in my mind when I was having the diff the, uh, the the struggle to do something and having not the uh, what I'm what I'm speaking about in this episode, not having the good tools of uh, or not having the good machine. I was just telling myself. Okay, how can I do it now with what I have now? And um, so saved me a lot of things. And uh, for sure, I made mo much more things than I would if I wouldn't uh, meet this um, this juror. Other things funny, uh, like uh, when I was in Africa, it's not about really about this episode, but. I was feeling like I was the Swiss. Uh, I was a, Sw a Swiss guy. Uh, maybe doesn't mean anything Swiss, but I was the white guy. And rather, rather than being in the country crowded white, I was the minority. It was it was a very new feeling for me. Uh, I was I was used to blending in in with the people around me. However, here, there in Senegal, everyone was looking at me. Even a kid uh, in a in a bus, uh, in a public bus, smelled me. He he he, he, he came closer at me, and I and uh, and I saw him smelling me, and so I I felt that that's so strange and so nice also, because I was the guy 
very different. Even my smell was different. I, I would I couldn't notice that. I thought I'm not smelling anything, but for for this uh, this kid, he was like, ah, it's. I was I was weird, and that that's really an experience I will never forget. For sure, that was such an important experience in my life. And it showed me that I can make beautiful things with no heaviness. And there is no reason to not be creating because I don't have this or I don't have that. So to summarize, you can do something with whatever you will find you have to decide to do it now. You have to decide to do it now. Take the advantage of the inspiration and do it and save it for later if now there is really not the opportunity to create the masterpiece. Do the failure. That will bring you to the future masterpiece. If now there is really not the opportunity to create the masterpiece, do the failure that will bring you to the future masterpiece. That's something very, very, very important. You can find a solution all the time to do something that you should be doing. Don't allow the barriers to stop you from creating, because often these barriers are not real. So this was my tips for on how not to fall into this trap of not allowing anything to not making your art. I'm more than sure this is a gold nugget and I'm more than sure that will help you. Please send me your feedback on cedriccheval.com and if you have any question please send me an email also. I'm looking forward for the next episode in which I'm going to tell you more about addiction and how is it for me since I'm 100% sober. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon and keep on creating, guys. So do something. Don't be afraid to lose. You will never lose if you play your game. There is no loser. The only one loser is the one who doesn't play the game, who doesn't, who is too afraid to play his game. So fuck yeah, do it. <laughs>